This episode was brought to you by Canna Comforts. Canna Comforts was formed to help those in need of an all-natural but effective alternative to prescription drugs. Canna Comforts heals your mind, body, and soul with the finest all-natural products on earth. Be sure you check out the description box for a link to their website and also use code DIARY25 to get 25% off your order. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? We got another great episode coming to you live from Nigeria, Lagos, across the world, five hours ahead. I got Luchi and Ope here with Let's Loosen Up Podcast, part of Smag Studios. Their podcast is an unusual but captivating, thought-provoking podcast. They talk about everything from sex to relationships to different things you'll see in the world. And I'm just so excited to have both these people on the podcast, Diary Mad Black Man. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling today? I'm good. We're good. good. Oh, I like it. I like that. Right? Excited to be here. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. So, for everybody listening, um, both of you just, just take a moment. Uh, Luchi, we'll start with you. Just, okay. just in- introduce yourself. Um, first, right? Huh? I said the ladies first. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. That's why I want to be first. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. 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 So, what should I? What do you want me to tell you, or what do you want me to say? Um, to you? Just tell us um, who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Okay, guys. Uh, my name is Luchi. Yes, it's Oluchi, but you know you have to you have to make it sound good. So it's Luchi. Um, I'm an Igbo girl. Yes, that's the tribe. Yeah, in Nigeria. Uh, where do I stay? I stay in Nigeria. I stay in Lagos State. I was born uh, in Lagos State. I schooled in the east. We have a part like that in the that is Anambra State in the east. So I I schooled there, and now I'm back to Lagos. And I'm a producer, I'm a presenter, I have my podcast, I have a call with me on it. I have a lot of things I'm doing. I also have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I have a lot of things I'm doing. Yes, that's what's up. Stay out there, stay out there. Yeah. All right, open um, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, hi guys. So my name is Okoyemi Adekola. I um I'm Yoruba, that's the tribe. I am from Nigeria, Lagos. I actually studied mathematics in the university, which is crazy. After that, I just left mathematics and went straight into entertainment. So I've done a lot in the industry. I've been here for like 10 years from um, artist management, stage management, acting, adverts. And currently my job role, I'm a copywriter at uh, a company in Lagos, Nigeria. But also on the side, I like talking. I like, I say a lot of things like thought provoking thoughts and all. So the best way to express myself um, with no bad, no hold is a true no pretense yeah and that's why i'm here with let's losing up with lucia no quite cold and it's also nice to be here with um diary of a black man thank you yeah. appreciate that man um yeah. so i want to kind of kind of start off talking about you guys' show because i really love it i love just the okay. raw honest just stuff that y'all do so um so just tell us for the people listening i, I know about it but for the people that are listening <laughs> Tell us from your perspective, what's your show about? Okay, let's listen up with channel where it's all about. Uh, the idea is to talk about things people shy away from. People things people don't want to talk about. You understand? P- things people feel they should just uh, allow, let go. Pretend mm. it never happened. But it happened. Man, it really happened. Like, why will you let it go? Why don't you just talk about it so you can get solutions to them? 
express yourself like we swallow i don't know maybe is the tradition or the culture we have down here in nigeria why people always try to lock up or shy away from a lot of things uh they say i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to be a feminist right now but i'm just letting you guys know how it's been done down here most times the lady is meant to just keep quiet and blow keep quiet and obey yes we obey quite all right but at least there's some things you need to express yourself like if you don't talk about it you'll never get solutions to them mm. yeah that's yeah. the idea behind the podcast we just want to let loose let's talk about it man let's just talk what yeah, so in to, your head that you want to talk about okay sorry let's continue uh, to buttress what she's saying we actually realize that in our country a lot of people think about these things but they don't like to say it because they don't want to be called out called names so they're always in their closet so it's not like they're not thinking about what you're thinking so they're giving you an opportunity to be like oh we have the same thoughts oh i'm normal oh i'm human oh i thought it was weird because i was always thinking about this thing and i can't say it i don't know if any other person is doing the same thing so on our podcast it's just we saying what you practically think about you understand but we were taking the both step and talking about it so if you want to now communicate with us and flow with us, that's why people really vibe with it because they're like, oh, wow, oh. So this is actually a thing. People actually do this or say this and do that. So that's just, we just share experiences and don't care about what anybody thinks. All the other facts you might think about. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, you know we don't care what you think. You don't, we don't care how you picture us. We don't care what you say about us. We just want to say, we just want to talk about it. We just want to let it out of our hearts. Like, now i've said it come and kill me like let me give you let me give you a personal experience you know there's a girl no i'm not dating the girl but we were in talks like trying to get to know each other and one day she was like please oh, don't ever talk about me on your podcast and i'm like duh if it comes up i'm talking about it i will talk about you i might not i might not mention your name yet of respect but i'll talk about the situation yeah, yeah. definitely yeah right. I, I definitely. And and that's another way for anyone listening can actually communicate, can actually, okay, put themselves like, you know, uh, our means of communication, the audio means of communication, you have to let people feel you're talking to them. And the only way they can feel you're talking to them is by you being expressive, bringing up, situations they, yeah, bringing up situations that they yeah. can relate to it. I can't start bringing up an, an imaginary situation now. Situations mm. where you can relate to it where you listen to you be like oh it's true i remember someday like that this happened mm -hmm. you understand? yeah I, I love that yeah that's very similar to like the premise of my podcast you know what i'm saying i've been doing this uh for for it'll be a year in october and it started you know really me talking about like mental health and the kind of taboo things that you know nobody wanted to really talk about but i literally was like yo i i, I reached a point in just my life and my journey i was like yo i'm gonna put this shit in a podcast i'm gonna start to talk about it and it became very therapeutic you know what i'm saying and yeah. on top of that people started to listen like i was really surprised to now even see like how many people are listening to my show how many people are just you know following me on instagram i mean it's not a huge following but people like it so i'm like well shit, i'm gonna yeah, keep doing surprised how, you're really really surprised when yeah. you hear people tell you their own experiences like you'll be like okay so this actually happens so if i don't talk about it you won't say it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it, i think it has something to do with um 
and, and I can speak for for myself, um, being a millennial, I think, you know, the generations before us, they were the ones that will always keep quiet about things. You know, you don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. You have to be this way. But I'm like, no, I want to live freely. I want to do what I want. I want to say what I want. Yes, I want and do what we want. And it's, and it's very healthy. And it's a way to learn, too, as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm a lifelong learner. And I just I love to learn. And this has been a beautiful and amazing way to connect with amazing people like you all. I mean, we're you guys are on the other side of the world right now. So yeah. it's just it's just it brought so many dope opportunities to connect with great people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. true. So right. um, but this episode is, is part of my uh series on international blackness. Um it's mm-hmm. called, and I, I really wanted to I created this podcast because through 2020. Um, it's been one hell of a year for everybody. And I actually, something a guy said on my podcast that I released a um, couple weeks ago, he said, you know, it's one thing to just be a human being living through 2020, but it's another thing to be a black man, especially here in America and have gone through and experienced everything that we're going through. And in something, I can't speak for everybody, but I think there's a lot of people here in America. We don't realize that the sim- there's similar things happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. more recently, I saw where um, somewhere in, I, I want to say it was Bogota, Colombia, um, mm-hmm. an unarmed man was killed by police in, in Bogota. Yeah, I, thought, I read that too. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And, and really so it's like, I, I really, I'm really happy to be having you guys on because I want to talk about you know those kind of things. But before we go too deep into that kind of stuff, I want you guys to tell me ab- about your childhood. So, Lucy, I'm going to start with you. Tell me what is what it was like. Lucy, Lucy, great. Go up by this time around. I'll <laughs> patiently wait. <laughs> up by oh, this you, uh, you want you... Whoever wants to start, I want to hear about what, what your childhood was like, what it was yeah. like growing up in Lagos. I... So, both of you, yeah. what's up? All right, so for me, basically, uh, my childhood was, will I say, um, fantastic in terms that I saw growth in my childhood. When my parents got married, they were like um, fresh in the like, career, fresh in their career, just starting out their lives and all. And being the firstborn, so my mom was just finishing midwifery school. My father was just climbing up in his company. So they were quite busy. So I had to always like go spend time with relatives. Like they pick me from school, they drop me at a friend at a relative place for like a week or a day, two days, and all. So because of that, I was able to um, learn faster. You understand? They have different experiences. Uh, my parents were not really well to do at first, and all. So I didn't really have some opportunities in my house. But based on this experience, I had a lot of wealthy uncles who used to go to like clubs, um, like let me say family clubs, social clubs. Yeah, let me use the word social club. We had all these hard cousins that were big fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had all okay. the gears and all those. I had cousins that had like cable MTV base, MTV, not MTV base then, MTV. So based on there, I was seeing a lot of Western stuff. So I was exposed. I didn't know I was being exposed there, but naturally I was being exposed. And um, yeah, so coming from that, when it comes to education, of course, my parents wanted me to have an education, sent me to school and all. I was one of the bright ones for a bit um though i was a bit timid because of i felt like i don't know i was timid because i just feel like everybody around me was comfortable and we were not that comfortable so i was a bit timid but going up going up secondary school i grew it and up but i was one of the very bright ones till i became very cocky and then i realized that i had a lot of um, intelligence i just started not like caring putting in efforts again i'll be like i don't need to you're one of the ethicals right 
I don't need to study yeah. for this thing and all that. But eventually, you get to a point that no matter how intelligent you are, there's some stuff you have to like research and study to actually yeah. stand or be on top. And uh, so hey, that's okay, the basic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to tell me you're one of the epicos. Blake, in, yeah, in, uh, in my country, we call those very, we call the nerds epicos. So it's my word, epicos, yeah. Epicos. <laughs> yeah, epicos. Nerd. <laughs> so I want to tell you one of the epicos in school. No, I, there, I was then, before I went the other way. I, I went you south. went the other way. Yeah, I went south, I know. <laughs> epicos, I like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> so that's like the equivalent to the nerds, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Like, you have, like I know growing up, we would always have like those different social groups. Like you would have like, like the jocks were like the guys, the who bad were, like, guys, the bad girls, yeah. the yeah. ton of girls. Yeah, and yeah. Because yeah. oh my god, yeah. school days were was yeah. fun. So so <laughs> I went I went from being a nerd to like hip guy in like in college secondary school being one of the guys that was into like socials popular wearing do rags earrings doing all these um western songs listening to dmx um Tupac. Oh, to DMX? Yeah. yeah 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 them rough riders and them and all them all them and what was crazy was that was i had a balance so when i went home because i was from my family my mom was kind of strict and my father was relaxed. So when I went to my was quiet and gentle, I didn't talk much. And my dad always used to be like, he can't believe that there will ever be a time that I'll be quiet. Because as a child, I was playful. I like playing rough, running around. So it was surprised that when I got to second, I was quiet at home, but you know it was a gimmick. So I came home quiet and I was in boarding house, boarding school. Yeah, when I went true. back to school, I was I went haywire, you understand. And it made me even smarter because it was like the mafia. We were like always thinking our ways to not get caught, doing, breaking the rules. So you get so that's where right. most of my intelligence went to. You get so I was living like two lives. You get so that basically that was a childhood. And yeah, yeah, went to university as I said, studying mathematics. Um, university I was calm because I was staying with love, good guys. We like see um, guys that liked God. Uh, I like God, but they, they were not like social, like um, drinking, oh, parties. Okay. I tell people that in trying university, I only went to parties outside university, maybe once or twice. People don't believe for like four or five years. It's after I left university that I caught up pretty good, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that, yeah, that's, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay, now it's my turn. Yeah. Okay, so my, me, Lachi, I, I, I was actually the opposite of Okwe because when I was young, um, I, I'm, I'm the first uh, from family of five. So you can see my dad was really conscious about me, always overprotective. I didn't have the platform to come out and speak out. I was always the timid type, always shy in school. And I, ha I have a big bum, so I was always shy about that because all my friends would always make fun of it. It's like... Yeah, wait, so, so wait, wait, so you have a big bum. Let's, let's translate that to, to America for you. So in America, we might say you thick, you got a big booty for people not listening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I always have that, okay, I'm always shy, I'm always scared that I might come out to do or engage in any sporty activity, because I love this, this particular sport we do back then, where you take a, a spoon and a line, and you run around, score up with it, and the first gets the prize. 
So I was always, I'm good at the game, but I was always shy going out for the game because every time I'm running, they'd be like, oh, your big ball will let you run. This will happen. And I'm like, oh my God, no, why is this happening to me right now? So why, why, didn't you just, why didn't you just wear long, long tops? Why didn't you just wear long top? Now? No, that's the thing. Is your spot out, um, outfit, you're going to spot oh, wear yeah, yeah. Yeah. outfit. You can't go with something else. I know it's always the shorts with the normal mm. shirt. Um, so everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. your legs, everything is out there. But as a young girl, they don't, they don't, they don't actually believe as as young as you are. You have that exposure. You have that thought to think that direction. Well, you know how guys can always be guys. <laughs> so that was it. I was always timid. I was shy. I didn't really. Funny enough, my parents would be like they can't really see how, or they're actually surprised that I'm I'm this expressive. Like, I'm this expressive. I could be very expressive in the house when I'm fighting over food or drinks or anything. But once we come out to the public, I'm always shy, hiding behind the class. I was, I would say, I won't call myself the Afiko, that's the nerd, but I was actually, I read, I passed my exams. <laughs> I did good in my exams. I, uh, secondary school was FSTC, uh, it's not far from where I do leave. Uh, university, as, as I said before, was in the East, and I'm birthday, Unicity, and I studied theater art. So I did presenting for like three years, and now I'm into production at the moment. I'm a producer behind cameras because I work for a teenage television. Uh, what else again? Uh, my childhood, oh, okay, I had a lot of fights, yes. I was always fighting with my siblings, especially my brother. Yeah, I was always fighting with him. In school, I was, I was, I wouldn't say I was, I was a rogue in school, but I also knew what's up. So you can't come and ride on me. The fact that I was shy, I had my clique too. I had like four girls around me and we were always good together. You know, they say together we stand, divided we fall. Mm, <laughs> Once I'm yeah. alone, once I'm alone, just know you can't get anything from me. What's up with my girls? And I'm like, okay, let me see you. Come do your thing, man. Come do your thing. <laughs> so it's like when you linked up with your girls, you was a whole different person. Yeah, yeah I was a whole yeah, different yeah, person. Yeah, that yeah, pop up girls. Strong. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah. So like growing up, like, did you guys like so my childhood was I, I I find it difficult sometimes to like describe like was it good or was it bad or anything like that because I don't have any other childhood to compare it to you know what I'm saying but I went through some pretty traumatic things um you know my mom she was a, a single mother we moved around quite a bit I was born in like the Chicago area and so by us always moving I never really got settled you know I never really had those friends that I I grew up with you know for a long period of time and so yeah. that kind of I kind of carried that throughout my entire life and so another thing too is my father I never I never met him before my father was actually murdered when I was a little over 1 years old and so mm -hmm. growing up I always kind of questioned like who I was. I didn't really know like who my dad's side of the family was. You know, my mom got married at one point and I mean, her, her ex-husband now was trash. Like he was a horrible guy um, for the most part. And I spent a lot of years uh, growing up just kind of like confused, not knowing. But at the same time, I've always been very adventurous. I love like watching cartoons and stuff. I love like going outdoors. And like when we lived in Memphis, Tennessee, I moved there when I was 10. 
one of the first things that I really gravitated towards was like riding like dirt bikes and four wheelers and go karts and stuff. I met yeah. this guy, um, his family, like they had like a ton of them and I would go over there all the time. And so that's really when I got into that, like the outdoors, being outside in the woods and shit, going, getting my shoes all muddy and shit like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. A very adventurous child, very curious about a lot of different things. Um, at the same time, you know, at home, I learned to cook very early because, you know, really? my, yeah, I love to cook. Especially now, like I'm a beast at cooking. Like I, I can chef some stuff up. Like some, something that seems so simple to me may seem yeah. like a gourmet meal to somebody else. I'm like, this is just some peppers, onions, chicken, and rice. Yeah. yeah. Other people don't necessarily eat like that. And it wasn't yeah. until like me we got to to high school that I really realized, like, became aware of like the world around me. Really understood that you, know, I got to make something of myself. I got to do something and. Um, but I always faced a lot of challenges in trying to be successful and do great things, you know, like, you know, from things like discrimination on the job, um, mm -hmm. teachers and shit that would treat me like trash just because I was a black kid. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. did you guys ever. So I want to ask you now, did you guys ever experience anything like that, like like racism or oppression or anything like that growing up? Yeah, so, okay. well, over here. Uh, I won't call it like racism. I call it tribalism. Mm. Yeah, you get. It. So it's almost it, yeah, it's almost the same feeling, in the sense that we have a major tribe in Nigeria. They had they had the Yoruba, uh, Igbos, and the Hausa. Those are the three major tribes. We have other ethnic tribes. Are like I think is it four fifty or eight hundred. There are lots of them. Those are the a three lot. major ones. So what happens is that in some communities, in some schools, and all, you have more one tribe like leading maybe you have more Igbo teachers in your school then you're like yoruba because you're yoruba they just like either treat you like trash they either mark you down they either bully you or mm -hmm. they tell you things like uh yoruba people are dirty or like why you why your uniform dirty or you yoruba children and all stuff like that so that's what we face here you get amongst ourselves it's not like racism per se when we have to face racism is when we like Maybe want to apply for visas or when we travel out. I know, yeah, stuff like that. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Over here, it's just more of tribal, travel, travel, travel more. Yeah, that's so it's with it's with white people like yeah, white yeah. people are just i mean let me let me ask you before i give my opinion like what what is your perception of of america and and white people specifically in america as it's just basically supremacy as you said they just feel like they are better than everybody because of their complexion and it's always crazy and funny to me because if i sit down and look at it if i look at um, the great achievements in the country and look at the people that have done it. It's either as a collaborative effort through white and black or more of black. If I even go into sports, see, okay, like I always tell fam, imagine all the black people in America say, you know what, let's not contribute towards the American society again. Let's pull out, let's make our own country or let's relocate back to our country of heritage, our real country of heritage before we're taking mm -hmm. away via slave trade. You see that will America function Will they have the work power? Will they have the passion, the will to really be a major player, a power player? I doubt. Because most of these things are done by black people. Come on, sports, um, university schools. Even now, abroad, blacks 
have better grades you see blacks breaking record um the um, higher gps and all so mm -hmm. i don't know it's just crazy it to me they are, they, they are just being dumb honestly they are being dumb i see it more as inferiority complex they feel like if we are given the chance blacks will take over and but what they don't know is that we don't have like evil hearts like I, them I, I, if we actually rule we will not be assholes like them. Go for yeah. Let me know. Yeah, it won't be like I that. Yeah, you tell me. I don't know. Why are they scared of our skin color? That's the question. And it's just the color. In fact, we don't even see the color. We all try to live together, be happy, have a good personality. But I don't know. They have a problem with that. Just that color. Because they see. Yeah. I must say, I try to I try to give reasons for people. I'm that kind of person. Once I get disappointed or when something happens, I try to give reasons why you acted that way. Mm. So I'm always like, okay, I feel now it's personality. Because we have the white ones that are actually cool. They don't actually see the color. They cool with everybody around. They just yeah. be good. You understand? So as we're talking about the bad ones, we also have to talk about the good ones. But generally, generally, you understand, as the nation, mm -hmm. as the society, they just feel threatened by the color. They feel threatened by us. That's just it. So they're trying to downplay us and make us feel like, um, make us feel, what's the word now? What's that word? Uh, not confident. Work on our confidence. Mm -hmm. Make yeah. us less confident and not. Yeah, and so I think they dwell, they dwell too much on this talk that they colonized us. And I'm like, okay, that was back, back back then so allow no. it be no no they did like, that's what they colonized the blacks like no, no you, you you know why i'm saying they dwell so much on it because they feel that they went to different parts of the uh, african countries to bring a lot of skin colored people no, to now, steal to a lot no, of no, black. Not bring to kidnap they stole a lot of colored people <laughs> to help yeah, i mean that, that's the no, mindset no, we always no, had so they feel if if they didn't bring us out of where we've always been we won't have to, we won't see all this, we won't live up to okay. all this. So but I'm like, why do you also, I, I think that's that's where my own thoughts are actually coming from. Like, I feel that is what is in their head because they keep going back to the past. They keep uh, dropping punchlines, dropping words. Like, imagine you calling your fellow man, because I'm black, you call me a boy, my boy or something. I'm like, okay, why did you just have to do that? Fam, doesn't make sense. When when they exposed us fine who was the manpower who was the major force who was the workforce to be you understand i tell people um, if you look at all the great invest um great companies right now them rose royce um tom ford um ford hilton no matter the idea you have uh, you can't work you can't work on your idea alone anybody can have an yeah. idea but not everybody can have a labor force yeah, yeah so yeah, we were it's like, it's like you 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 understand like for me i understand that like there's one of the things i really like that you already said is that you can't generalize everybody and say all white people are this or all black people like this or all people mm -hmm. from africa are like this you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. for me personally there have been some some white people there have been some white police officers you know we could go down the list of all these different examples where you where people don't fit the normal or the stereotype you see yeah. but mm -hmm. the norm or the or the stereotype exists for a reason you know what i'm saying yeah. that it, yeah. it exists for a reason you know what i'm saying and when you understand 
the history of not just this country, which is where, where I am, the U.S., we understand mm -hmm. world history. Yeah. And how, you know, the, the the true history behind the slave trade, you know, when you understand what it was like before America, America mm -hmm. was even a country, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm saying? that's where I'm, I'm a history buff. So so I, I, I have that understanding. So when I see things that are like happening in today in society, it's just like, why are we doing this? Why are people acting like this? Why are they thinking like this? But I, I also understand that a part of my own privilege that I've inherited is that I have educated myself. I've learned, I've, I've, I've traveled the world, you know, I've been to different cities, different places. Even now, this is something that I don't think a lot of black Americans are doing, which is having conversations with other people from people out of, yeah. people outside the U S you know what I'm saying? And so that's yeah. why I'm very happy to have this conversation, but I've also um, already done a couple episodes and, something that i know is that there seems to be a divide but well not seems there is a divide between black americans and people from countries in africa and so well, i want to get your guys th thoughts on that on, on why you think that is i mean i have my own yeah. opinion and idea about it but i want to hear from you what do you guys why do you think there's a divide between black americans and actual people from africa so personally i believe that see it's two things Apart from the mental state, I believe that because the whites, you know, the supremacists are picking on blacks in America, so they also want to have an edge over someone. They also be like, I don't want to be lost in this whole pyramid. So you are picking on me, I'm picking on someone. So you think, you think you guys are greater than me? So me too, there's also a race I'm greater than. You get. Then also, it also comes from a point of blaming us for all this. Like, you know what? It's because you guys are not advanced. It's because you guys didn't um, you didn't evolve on time. That's why they on time, they yeah. So they're trying to compare, <laughs> but they they refuse to accept it because no, we, we are black Americans. You understand? We mm -hmm. why why better world and country than you guys? So why are they comparing us to you? So no, I hate you guys for that. You understand? Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, you get. So basically, in a nutshell, that's just it. Because they just don't want to accept that we are we are we are alike or we share common interest or common mm. color. Yeah, mm. that's my own point. I don't know, Luchi. Yeah, you actually said that. Yeah, I feel that's actually the reason why we there's this gap because uh, a black American will always say I'm a black American, like, and we're all blacks, man. <laughs> we're all black. Yes. Yeah. You're from America. Yes, I know you're from America. I'm from Nigeria. Just what differentiates us is our accent. Yes, this is why I speak. That is the way you speak. But we are blacks, man. We're supposed to even come together to fight this uh, racist thing of uh, in general. But we always would do our things differently. Everyone is trying to uh, be uh, over here. We call it be on our lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our own slang. We call it. Everyone is just trying to be their day, be their lane, yeah. and which is like, crazy. Like. We just have to come together to do some things. If we don't yeah, come together, as I said before, divided we stand. I'm sorry, united we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, like, I'm mistake from the first one. No, said, no, you are right. No, you, got right. Like, you got it right. You got it right. You got it right. You got it right. Like, like, let me give you, let me give you an example. Yeah. A typical example. So over here in Nigeria, we have some Nigerians that date white women or get married to foreigners. Uh, I noticed from being a child, every Foreigner that comes to Nigeria to meet a guy to settle with him is always a white woman. I have never found seen a black American 
leave her country, fly miles to come to Nigeria to settle with a Nigerian guy. I've never, since I've been a child, I'm over 30, but I always see white women with Nigerian guys. So it already, it already paints the picture to you. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Picture to you. You are saying? Yes. Listen, already, like, I, I see so many similarities, like, with us, like, it's our people. And I even was saying, like, I was talking to somebody um, a couple months ago at, at a podcast mm -hmm. conference, and I was like, yo, I really want to connect with my brothers and sisters in Nigeria and in Africa and all around the world. And she was like, don't say that. I was like, <laughs> she was like, really? no. she was like, you don't, you, they don't like the idea, the term of brothers and sisters, kings and queens. Like that's something that like plays out in the media. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can respect that, you know, if, if that's your perception, or whatever. But that's really how I feel. You know what I'm saying? We're all yeah. the same. Like when you said, you know, I'm just black in America and you're black in Nigeria. Like we are all the same country like when you really understand world history you understand that human civilization started in africa so it's yeah. like we're, we're all one and so that's why i really appreciate you guys for for definitely just sharing and talking about this stuff because it's just i'm getting like super excited because it's just really <laughs> dope. like even like yeah. hearing you talk about how you listened to dmx growing up i'm like yeah what like yeah. that was well, listen to I, I listened to more 50 cent because i had a cousin it was the 50 cent fan so every day we're always playing it. I could even rap along. That was how good I loved 50 Cent back no, then. You're, you're younger, that's why. You're younger. You know, we, we, <laughs> the older mean? set. So it was DMX and Mark Morrison. Yeah, um, that was Tupac, um, 50 Cent. Um, Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. Hey. <laughs> so it's oh. like... And yeah. just look at those two. I think Michael, that a, a lot of people here in America, they don't, they don't understand that, like... Like some people think that all of Africa is still like tribes and outside and living in. Yeah. I'm like, no, bro. Like there are some places in in Africa that are better than the United States. Like y'all gotta Thank understand you. that. Like, they you. have like mansions <laughs> and huge houses. They driving Ferraris and Maseratis yeah. and Bentleys and stuff. I'm like, this stuff wow. exists everywhere, and it's a part of the American education system that keeps a lot of us ignorant. And yes. it, meaning we just don't know they don't expose us and a lot of people especially here in america they don't move away from where they grew up you know like yeah, I, was yeah, born, yeah. I was born in chicago but yeah. you know I'm, my mom moved us down to memphis at 10 when i was 10 years old and i've lived in i've lived in miami i've lived in dc i've lived in texas um so i've lived a lot of different places so i've never been afraid to like move around live and um, yeah, I'm gonna just, just throw this out there as well because depending on what happens in this election, if it goes the way that I don't want it to go, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna be calling y'all like, um, so yeah, I got my bag, I'm at the airport. Um, really? settled, they helped me get adjusted. I, I'll yeah. get the lingo. I know why we all but so excited to have you around. Huh? We'll take you around, we're gonna spoil you, we're gonna show you. Huh? In fact, you will love this country, believe me. You are a different kind of American because actually what you said is very true. From my experience, I have cousins that stay in like Miami and um, some other states in America. Like my family, we have a unit in um, America and England. So I realized that most Americans don't go past, as you said, where they were mm -hmm. born. So the Americans that don't even know 
states in America. You know, they've never been there. You understand? And they yeah. are not talk of outside of America. Outside of fact, America, yeah. Some of them believe that Africa is one country. You understand? Yeah, that's they generalize and us. They generalize also, everything about Africa. Once you say you're from, and uh, oh, do you know the funny part? They actually think everyone is from Nigeria. Nigeria is the only African country they actually feel is existed. Mm. <laughs> you can imagine I, how crazy it can be. And when it comes to advancement, I don't just blame over there. I blame us too. Yeah, our media too. Yes, poor because we don't celebrate. We don't show our luxury. It's mostly all bad news and bad news and bad news. We don't promote our luxury in the media. We don't do it. It's just of recent on Netflix. If you see movies like Merry Men and all, mm -hmm. they want they want to be trying to show. The luxury side of Nigeria. For, we have 2020 cars. There's no car that's come out that we don't have in Nigeria. There's a place in Lagos called Victoria Island and Ikoi. Then there's Banana Island. That's where like the major players stay. Fam, there's no car I've not seen in this country. You understand? We have iPhones here. We have Pro Max. We have there's we have we, we have advanced yeah the smart the smart world advanced we have, we are, we have smart our technology is slow yes but we have tech we have smart tvs we have you understand mm. it's like that's why it's always easy to blend in when we come over there to study and people don't understand mm. like wow i thought you guys stay in trees how, wow how we, yeah oh, how wow. do we survive over there <laughs> oh, wow i thought you're a monkey and all that but really, <laughs> really man. Blink, i want to ask when when you heard we're from nigeria what was the first thing that crossed your mind when, when i first learned about like when you first heard okay this set of people are from nigeria this set of podcasters are from Nigeria. What was the first thing that crossed your mind? Um, the first thing that crossed my mind was they're definitely not like my thoughts of what a Nigerian would be. Um, because when I first listened to your podcast, you were like, we're going to talk about sex and relationships. I was like, yeah. I didn't think that you all would be as open and transparent and just, just, you're just like me, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> initially I was thinking that, um, and this is my experience, you know, you guys would be a little bit more reserved, um, not as open and honest and just, you know, mm. willing to, to, you know, just talk shit like how I do. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, like, even in this moment, I'm like, I'm I'm already like ready to move. I'm like, yo, I'm I'm over this country. I also <laughs> believe that you know when I I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you a story, a quick story. So when I was in undergrad studying for my bachelor's, I studied abroad. Um, okay. I went to the University of Hull in England. Um, and when I was there, I was a international student. You know, okay. so for me coming from a small university of about 5,000 to now being one of 3,000 international students at this university mm -hmm. that had about 25 to 30,000 students living on campus was wow. a major mind shift for me. And me and I lived in a house. Uh, we had a like a five bedroom flat. And it was these two German girls and this yeah. uh, this white guy from Whoa. Seattle. And, really? Um, and it, it was even like like I was like I have girl roommates. Like what is this? Yeah. Like, oh you know, it was just a whole different experience. But me yeah. and my um, good buddy Matt, shout out to Matt. Uh, we we vowed like when we first met, we're like we're not hanging out with 
no Americans the entire time. We will meet people like, oh, you're you're from America. All right, yeah. nice to you. Be safe. We're going to meet some other people. You know what I'm saying? So I actually love I, that thought. Like you had to mix with different parts, people from different parts of the world, and not just restrict yourself to just Americans. That's really yes, nice. Exactly, I loved it. And when just meeting young people from you know in college, just like me, just trying, and I found I realized something, um, and I reflected on this. Even in it wasn't even until years after I came back to America and then adjusted back to life and stuff. It was like we're all really just the same you know the, i know i understand that yeah. I, I don't i don't say i don't see color but at the end of the day there's only one race and that's the human race you know what i'm yeah, saying and exactly. everybody is really going and living to do the same thing which is to be successful to take care of themselves and help their family yeah. for the most part you know what i'm saying yeah. there's a few outliers you know a couple of weird people every now and then but yeah. <laughs> For the most part, you know, that's what people's story was. You know, when I met these guys, you know, from the Czech Republic, you know, they were saying how they were in college, you know, wanted to get their degrees and, you know, pursue mm -hmm. whatever it is they were trying to do. But it was also to have a nice car and, you know, take care of their family and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I really realized that I wasn't alone in my thoughts and what I was thinking. But another thing I realized, too, when coming back from America or coming back mm -hmm. to America it was actually more difficult for me to adjust back to being here than it yeah. was for me to adjust to how it was in england and it was also the first time that i lived outside of racism and white supremacy you know yeah. people looked at me and they were like oh where are you from like like you from are you from like one guy came to you from Tanzania? I was like, Tanzania. I was like, where, where is that? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I wasn't, people were not treating me like a black man in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, it, it, I mean, to be, I'm gonna just say it like this, it fucked with my head, like in a very yeah. good way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I just, ever since then, living outside and being able to feel like a human being. And not having to feel like, and and I say this. Think about your skin color. Yes. Yeah. Having to think about, oh, I'm a oh, black man. Yeah. I'm a human being. I'm a man I'm a, first. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. was a beautiful experience. And even still to this day, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this, ep this series on my podcast is because it's like, I know I'm a black man. I know I live in America, but I know that that's not all of who I am. You know, that's and that's yeah, I try to demean myself or demean my, my my people or anything like that. But it's true. Like, and there's we are so much more than what the media and what specifically yeah. yeah. Okay, so when am I when am I coming to period? Because uh, <laughs> like, and and the, and the sad part about it is. And this is the part that gets me like upset sometimes, which is unfortunately there are a lot of um, black people here in America and they are so broken and torn down by oppression and living in poverty and li literally stuck trying to survive that we don't, I I'll say some people don't have the ability or don't want to look outside of- Look outside, yeah. Yeah. Outside yeah. of the bubble, you know. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also take you back to where you but, where you said something about uh some Americans actually scared of leaving their comfort zone because they already 
boxed up into this mentality of the American black man color skin color problem mm. that they are scared to leave their comfort zone because they feel once they leave this comfort zone they will go face the same thing and it might be worse over there so they feel okay I I need to stay where I can control mm. like around mm. there we say uh, the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know that's why a lot of them will feel okay let me just my zone this is my comfort zone they're scared to leave that comfort zone they're scared to explore because they don't know how they'll be treated in another place well that's the thing you just can't think and assume you'll be treated that's the same way you're treated down here most well, times you need to take that bold move you need to change yeah. location okay, so the so that they've, they've lost hope so that's where this podcast okay. comes in they've lost hope they don't have the vision they don't have the sight to see what's going on and that's where this podcast comes in where blake comes in where we come in Blake, you've had experiences you've traveled you've seen that there's more to it. you've seen different mentalities so you're telling people firsthand that this is your experience this is real there are people that actually see us as human beings and not just as a race or as an object or as a mm -hmm. tool work tool you get what i mean so yeah. when when that's why we need to pass this um message across so when this message goes across and people now see they have hope and you know what you know what fuck it i'm moving i'm doing this you know what i'm saying i'm yeah and I'm don't drop the face through social media i don't know yeah, social yeah. media has a way of making you feel a particular place won't be good for you because you saw something bad about the place now you don't judge through social media you go there and see it for yourself explore I'm, I'm, yeah i'm a portrait we need to portray more and um, positivity more hope you understand mm -hmm. Yeah and, yeah, and, that, and that's something else yeah. that, that I um that I have um started to really curate for myself um through social media and through my podcast, which is that I understand that what I see through my phone and through social media is not the whole truth. It's just a snippet, a yeah. snippet, like, yeah. like a highlight reel. Bloggers will always is. want to trend. Yeah. Bloggers will always like, want to have something juicy to. Uh, yeah. I won't go to a blog if it's not juicy. I know, but also we should also know that most of time, like most times they're always cocking up stories just to make that blog juicy. So we don't judge by just what, this is one out of, we, we have like how many millions living in a particular environment or in a mm. community. So this is just one incident out of millions. So you can't use just one incident to uh, judge the rest. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah, and, and the way like, I work, like I'm literally so so in full honesty and transparency before we uh close up here, I'm literally in the process of moving right now. Like <laughs> so I've been I I share this with you guys. Um and I think I might have said it on the podcast before, but um I don't know, it might be the first time here. But so I've been living in a hotel for about two going on three months now, right? Um gone through a, a lot of different things and I was actually supposed to be um, moving into an apartment this weekend. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I got another week here um, at this hotel by just the grace of God just came mm. like literally the day before they were like, oh yeah, you get another week. And I was like, cool. So I get another week to really sit back and think. But literally as I'm sitting here looking at my bags packed and stuff and totes and I'm like, yo, I'm not going to sit still. Like I'm, I'm a traveler. I love to go and I understand, you know, Corona is real and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. feel, I want to get out. I want to see the world. I want to explore. And one of the things that I've always been hesitant to do is to, is to come to like Nigeria. I've always wanted to go to like Ghana, but I'm like, if I get there and I like really meet like my people in my, like, and I find my, I'm not coming back. Like, 
Like, I, and that's one of the reasons really? why I have specific because I'm not. And you ready to think that bold move, not oh. to come back? Absolutely, I will get over there and burn my passport. <laughs> I don't have to come over to come back because this is something that I've been thinking about and contemplating for many, many years in my life. My degree is in international and intercultural education. So okay. I had plans to go overseas and teach, but shortly after I graduated, uh, my grandmother um, passed away and I kind of went through down a very dark path. Um, I became a teacher and stuff like that, but I started to have like like depression and, and suicidal thoughts and things like that. But now that I've really dealt with that, I've faced all of that. I've healed from that. I've overcome a lot of that. And the opportunities now, especially through my podcast and my business, shout out to the Black Podcast Club. Um, that's my company. We're actually a club mm. of podcasters that really just support each other, motivate, yeah. uplift, mm. share, and ex exchange knowledge. Just like the sky, the, the sky is not the limit. It, it can course. go it wherever it is I want. So I'm I'm excited. I know for sure I'll be leaving this country at some point. Um, just not sure. So at the moment, what, right. what's the plan? Where are you moving moving to at the moment? Because your bags uh, are all packed. So for right now, I'm going to go to DC, Washington, DC. Um, I have um, I have a lot of friends that live out there, and I'm going to go on tour, um, a podcast tour. So I am going to travel the US and, and, and go to like New York, um, up to oh Maine, all the way up to San Francisco, to Denver, Colorado. And then um, I'm just going to live on the road for like two, three months. Like that that's the plan right now. So it's not going to be just one place, one city. I'm just going to go. You sure don't need a friend. Say that like, again? You need a company. Like you need a friend. Someone to keep. Uh, you need a friend. A friend to go around with you. Don't you need a friend? I have one. His name you is You have one. Yeah, his name is Mark. He's no, my business partner. I need a female, a female friend. A female friend. Oh, you want you want to go on the top with you? you? Because <laughs> it sounds fun. You guys will have so much fun, and I feel I'm jealous right now. <laughs> Listen, you could you could come. We could travel the U.S. and then when we're done with the U.S., we'll go and we'll do it in um in yeah. Nigeria and, and many Nigeria. other too. Yeah. So, I'll be waiting for I'll be, I'll be waiting for you guys here in Nigeria. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'll be here. <laughs> really, you're waiting for us <laughs> in Nigeria. Yeah. Listen, listen, don't, don't wait too long because it's, it's going to happen. I'm definitely going to make it. Um, no shit, no shit. It but yo, let's. Um, so, so for those of y'all listening, I don't forgot we was even recording a podcast. I feel like we just on Facebook <laughs> right now. Yeah, um, true. So, uh, I want to go ahead and close up. Um, let let the people know where they can find your podcast and where they can um, find the socials and stuff for your podcast and stuff. Okay, so let's listen up with Luchi and Okwe. You can uh, connect with us on Anchor. You can also connect connect with us on Apple. Uh, yeah, we're on uh, iTunes. We're on Apple. Uh, yeah, I think that's just it. And Anchor has a lot of platforms, so any of the platform on Anchor, you can connect with us. You can actually connect with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Let's Loosen Up with Luchi and Okwe Cole. And Okwe Cole. Yes, Let's Loosen yeah. Up with Luchi and Okwe Cole. Yeah, yeah. And I, for those yeah. of y'all listening, check the description box. I'll, I'll put a link uh, to your to your show in the description box so people listening, they can go right to it and check you guys out. And a hundred percent sure this ain't gonna be the last time that this is a, a collab with you all. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have you guys. It on can be the last time. Manifesting everything that we want, right? So, um, for those of y'all listening, thank you for listening to another great episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. And y'all know how I do. 
um, until the next diary entry. Peace and blessings to you and yours, and stay safe out there. All right. Yeah. Peace. Sorry to hear that. Are you good? You